Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Today for the meditation of the scriptures, let us open the Bible and turn to Psalm 144. Psalm 144 is a beautiful psalm that is written by David where he describes his life being enabled and empowered by God. In this psalm, David praises God for his past victories and he marvels the fact that God actually takes notice of people although they are frail and perishing and he asks God for a divine intervention in the battlefield that he is experiencing in his life and he knows that ultimately God gives victory to his people and his people as a covenant community will experience his peace and prosperity In verses 1 and 2 of the psalm David praises God because he is the God who teaches him the warfare the art of war is taught to David by God himself he says blessed be the lord my rock who trains my hands for war and my fingers for battle he is my steadfast love my fortress my stronghold and my deliverer my shield and he in whom i take refuge who subdues peoples under me Although David is a mighty king and a mighty warrior he acknowledges in these verses that it is the Lord God who trained him up from a really small age he was trained in the art of war by God himself he had little battles when he was young he had faced big giants when he was growing and he continued to have battles pretty much until the very end of his life and all through his life we can see that David was strengthened and enabled by God himself he sees himself as merely an instrument in the hands of of God to accomplish the victory that he had destined for Israel he says you are the lord who trains my hands for war and my fingers for battle you see dearly beloved when we look at the life of david he was not a person who was unaccustomed to warfare he was always out there in war and in his warfare situations he recognizes his own frailty and he recognizes the fact that it is god who ultimately gave him the victory he says here he is my steadfast love he is my fortress my stronghold my deliverer my shield and he in whom i take refuge who subdues the peoples or the nations under me although he is a mighty and a grandiose king he recognizes his own weakness and frailty and he knows that it is because of the enablement of god that he was able to become who he was and so he thanks god and praises him for him being a mighty faithful deliverer and a defender of the righteous people now that consciousness causes david to meditate upon the fact that humanity is essentially frail and he says in verses 3 and 4 oh lord what is man that you are mindful of him that you regard him or the son of man that you think of him man is like a breath his days are like a passing shadow In writing this portion of the psalm David comes to the first realization that God is indeed mindful of man he is very much involved in the affairs of men and he is the one who takes an active interest in your life and in my life and David when he meditates upon this fact he looks at God who is high and exalted seated in the throne of heaven and yet he is so intimately involved in his affairs he is a person who takes personal interest in David's affairs and such a thought is something that is very touching for David he says what is man that you are mindful of him or the son of man that you think of him although man is like a mere breath his days are like a passing shadow you o oh god you are so intimately involved in my affairs and for which i thank you and i praise you 
in reading this passage we understand that god is a transcendent god who is far above humanity or even beyond our imagination but he is also an imminent god who comes down and he is a very present help for each one of us in the days of our trouble he is not just a god who is high and exalted but he is a condescending god who took on who came in the form of the incarnation of the lord jesus who took on the form of a mere servant and he humbled himself even to the death on the cross and that is the god that that we serve in verses 5 to 8 david talks about the life situation that he is currently facing and that is something where he really needs the divine intervention in order to be victorious in his life he is going through a warfare situation there are enemies and he is having conflicts in his life and he wants god not to merely stay away but rather to come down and intervene in his affairs in his life so that he will emerge victorious and through that god will receive the glory and honor and praise he says bow your heavens o lord and come down touch the mountains so that they smoke flash forth the lightning and scatter them send out your arrows and rout them stretch out your hand from on high and rescue me and deliver me from the many waters from the hand of foreigners whose mouth speak lies whose right hand is the right hand of falsehood In verse 5 we see that David is pretty much asking for a theophany where we are reminded of the picture of God coming down onto the mountain at the moment of the giving of the law to the nation of Israel and the whole mountain was shaking and smoking In other words David is saying Lord come down with your glorious power and touch and intervene in our situations he says flash forth the lightning and scatter them send out your arrows and rout them he is asking God to come powerfully against the enemies of Israel so that uh, that intervention will be evident that it was not accomplished by the hand of man but rather it is God himself who routed the nations who stood against the nation of Israel and he is longing for the Lord to deliver him from the evil enemies he says stretch out your hand from heavens and rescue me and deliver me from the many waters from the hand of foreigners whose mouths speak lies and whose right hand is the right hand of falsehood here david says lord rescue me and deliver me from the many waters the troubles of life are very often pictured in the old testament as multitude of waters many waters the waters that threaten to subdue and submerge and eliminate you David asked the Lord to intervene and stretch out his hand and rescue him from these troubles and he also says rescue him and deliver him from the hand of foreigners if you look at this this is not a statement that is made against foreigners for God himself had given a law to Israel in order to make sure that the life of the strangers who were living along with them in the nation of Israel was comfortable and they were never taken advantage of but here David is talking about a set of people whose god is not the god of israel whose law and ethics are not the law and ethics that is given to the nation of israel who habitually are liars and sinners and whose hand is a hand of falsehood and david says do not give me into my enemy's hands whose god is not the yahweh god but rather preserve me and prevent me from falling into their hands in fact rescue me and deliver me from those hands After having prayed this prayer in verses 5 to 8 the prayer for divine intervention in his battlefield situations David says in verses 9 to 11 that I am going to make a vow that I will praise you because you are going to give me victory he says I will sing a new song to you O God upon a 
ten-stringed harp I will play to you, who gives victory to kings, who rescues David, his servant, from the cruel sword. Rescue and deliver me from the hands of... Again, he says the very same prayer that he prayed in the earlier passage. And we see here the dedication and consecration and faith of this man of God who after he makes the prayer before God, he knows God is going to eventually answer that prayer. And he says, I am going to sing and praise you. I'm going to sing a new song to you because your grace is new every morning. Every day you deliver me with a new deliverance. Your miracles that you are giving in my life are new and unseen before and therefore the way I'm going to praise you is also going to be new. I'm going to sing a new song to you and I'm going to make sure that I'm worshipping you. You are the one who gives victory to kings. You are the one who rescued me from the cruel sword. You are the one who delivered me from the evil oppressions. A better way from the new covenant perspective would be that I will praise God irrespective of the outcome, irrespective of the situation because my God is above time and space and he is above all the outcomes that are there in my life and I am going to praise him in all situations, in all circumstances I will give him glory and honor and praise. In these verses we see the theme of deliverance and salvation that is recurring again and again and we see that is one of the main reasons why we can praise God. Today dearly beloved when we think of our lives more than any material blessing that the Lord has given us the greatest blessing that we see in our life is the fact that we are saved by the grace of God because we have chosen to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ because he died for us on the cross at Calvary. We can enjoy the deliverance and salvation and that is the biggest reason why we can thank him and praise him. And finally, when we come to verses 12 to 15, we see David singing a community prayer. Till now he was singing on behalf of himself as a person, but now he's singing on behalf of the entire nation of Israel. And that is evident by the way he uses we and our in this particular portion. And what is this prayer? This is a community prayer that David is praying on behalf of the entire nation of Israel. That the Lord God who gave them victory over the enemies will also give them peace and prosperity in the nation. When we look at the life of David, we have to re realize that David never fought a war just for the sake of conquest or to expand his kingdom or any ulterior motive. His entire goal was to defend the land of Israel so that the nation of Israel could live peaceful and profitable lives. The people of Israel were the people of God and they had a mission to accomplish here on this earth. And David was merely a person whom God was using to enable them to fulfill that mission and purpose. And for that, yes... Wars were needed, but only to that extent would the wars be fought under the realm of David. He was not in the business of adding nation to nation and increasing the, uh, the breadth of his kingdom, but rather he knew that he had to maintain peace and prosperity within the realm that God had given to him in order to rule in a righteous manner. And having given the victory in the warfare to them, David is now asking God to also allow them to have peaceful and profitable lives. And he is asking God for, in verses 12 to 15, we see that he is asking for the blessing of children. He is asking for the blessing of the necessities of life. He is asking for peace upon the land. And he is overall asking for the blessing of God to the entire nation of Israel. And all these were part of the covenant promises that God had promised them as we see in Deuteronomy chapter 28 as well. And that was conditional because they had to live according to the law of the Lord. They had to obey the laws of God in order to come to this blessed state. 
and david when he looks when he goes through verses 12 to 15 he is actually talking many things related to the family he starts off by focusing on the children he says may our sons in their youth be like plants full grown our daughters like corn pillars cut for the structure of a palace may our granaries be full producing all kinds of produce may our sheep bring forth thousands and ten thousands in our field may our cattle be heavy with young suffering no mishap or failure in bearing may there be no cries of distress in our streets blessed are the people to whom such blessings fall and blessed are the people whose god is the lord here we understand david is praying a blessing upon the family life of israel and we need to understand this very important concept as our family is so our church should be as our family is so our community would be as strong as our family is so our nation would be the moment we start growing as a community without actually growing as a spiritual family it is destined for failure we need to understand that the family unit is the basic structural unit that god is using to build his church as well as his community as well as the nations and david says let our sons be like plants that are fully grown let our daughters be like the corner pillars which are cut in order to bear the strength of a palace which will give structural strength for a palace and here we see the beautiful vision that god has for our little children god wants them to be fully grown god wants them to be strong and beautiful and god wants them to be the responsible men and women of god that he desires them to be in verse 13 and 14 we see that the prayer extends to the provision that god is going to provide enough to for satisfy the hunger enough to satisfy the needs of everybody and prosperity and surplus that will be there for all the families and the entire nation and also the prayer goes forth to the lord let there be no cry of distress in our streets let not the mishaps happen let there be a peaceful atmosphere throughout the nation how important it is for a righteous king to desire the peace for every family and peace for every street of that nation and david's reign is classified by such a prayer that went before the lord during the reign of david we see that there was peace and prosperity in the land because it was really god reigning over the entire realm of israel and david was merely a viceroy who was reigning on behalf of god it was god who had the ultimate say in all affairs and people honored god and god definitely blessed them and uh, kept his part of the covenant uh, in order to prosper them and bless them In verse 15 David says blessed are the people to whom such blessings fall all the blessings that are listed here if anyone is blessed with such a blessing they are indeed truly blessed but then he remembers another thing and he extends that and says blessed are the people whose god is the lord even when we do not have many of the physical blessings in our life if our life is characterized by the ownership of god if our life is characterized by the fact that god is indeed our lord then we are blessed beyond measure beyond imagination and that really is the new covenant message that god wants to remind us he is a god who trains us in our in the art of spiritual warfare he is a person who is mindful of us although we are frail although we are so weak and like a breath he is a person who intervenes in a very powerful manner in order to give us victory and our response is to pray to him it, our response is to give praise to him for the victory that he gives us and we continue to pray for peace and prosperity so that we will be able to magnify him here on this earth may the lord bless us through the meditation of these scriptures